Today, on the Basketball Manitoba podcast, we have Debbie Yaboa. Debbie is a graduate of Sisler High School, where she was voted NBCA Player of the Year and won the Carl Ritt Award. She was recognized as the number two player in the province in her grade 11 year and the number one player in her grade 12 year. Additionally, she played for the Manitoba Provincial Team for five years. After graduation, she was recruited to play at the University of Victoria. During her time there, she was recognized as Canada West All-Star three times, landing on the first team once and the second team two times. She finished her career in the top 10 in 12 all-time statistical categories for the University of Victoria. She was an academic All-Canadian four times, and in her final year with the Vikes, she was awarded the prestigious President's Cup. She finished her playing career in Germany, where she was recognized as Guard of the Year, First Team All-Star, All-Import Team, and led the league in scoring. After her playing career was over, she stayed with the game, coaching with Athletes in Action for nine years. Her journey has now come full circle as she's the current assistant coach with the Sisler Spartans, a position she's held for three years. So Debbie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thank you for having me. It's awesome to be here. <laughs> so when you came on and, you know, we're, we were kind of going back and forth before we went online, you were just saying, I'm so grateful. I'm, you know, I'm happy you guys chose me and all that stuff. And, and, you know, obviously like I knew you as a player, um, mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, I was around like basketball. If you, if you follow the game in Manitoba, people knew who you were high school, knew you went to play Victoria. You had a great career. But when I was doing your bio and I'm putting it all together, I was like, oh, wow. No, you had a really good career. And you were saying like how grateful you were. I'm like, no, like you yeah. definitely deserve to be here. But I know sometimes that's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It is weird. And well, I was just looking at the other people that you interviewed and like, yeah, I feel really grateful to be here. I, uh, but I appreciate you saying that. So, so thank you. That's uh, mm-hmm. very nice. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just interesting though, because you know, it like you're, you're, you're obviously modest. Uh, the fact that you would even, you'd be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful because like you, you, you deserve to be on this. And, 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 uh, so I'm grateful to, uh, kind of have this conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of finished off your intro and I mentioned that uh, you're now coaching with Sisler mm-hmm. and kind of wanted to ask how that's going so far this year, obviously compared to last year. Um, you know, we had this, you know, this surge uh, right before the season was kind of supposed to start up again. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you must've been concerned that the, the season might get shut down. Uh, the players, the coaches, obviously everyone's excited to keep going. So like, yeah. how can you compare last year to this year? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and how that's kind of affected you and the players. Yeah. So even it was, it was two years ago, I guess okay. now the, the years are yes. all turned and, and that year yes. ended early uh, because, because COVID started. Um, yeah. I guess this year I've been, it's been more, I've been more optimistic. Like even, even when things got really crazy around December and we had to shut down and stop practicing for a little bit, it, it didn't seem like the season was just going to end early. Like it did mm. a couple years ago. Um, and so I guess this year has been more optimistic in that sense. And I feel like it's going to keep going. We're, we're playing less games, but it's still, we still have a season. Um, but yeah, I mean, coaching is, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so I'm really just hoping that, you know, COVID doesn't get worse and that we get to keep playing. It's, it's really cool to, to get to see, to see the girls, you know, growing and learning and it's fun. Cause, cause in high school, like I, I did a lot of coaching with kids um, and kids, it's, it's so awesome. I love coaching kids, but when you're coaching people who are older, um, but who still have a lot to learn about the game, there's so many drills and so many things that you can do with them and you, and you get to start to see the impact, uh, right away. So, so that's been fun. I am assistant coaching. Um, so I'm, I'm not there as consistently as the head coach, but yeah, I mean, so far, so far it's been great. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like do, it a lot. Do you think, do you think you'll, you'll keep going down the path and, and, and keep coaching? If you like, yeah. I know you've, like, again, you spent lots of time with, you know, athletes in action. You've done coaching before, but like you said, do you think in this manner with like high school, like that competitive coaching, is that something that you enjoy and you, you want to kind of uh, keep, keep growing or is it just something you do to kind of pass the time? I, well, it's something that I really enjoy and I, I definitely want to keep doing. Also, it's, it's my school, right? It's just like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm still a Spartan. I still have a lot of pride. Um, with Sisler, even though it's been years and years since I've been there. Um, Mike Tan, who's who's the head coach, 
it was the coach mm-hmm. who coached me um, in grade nine and 10 and sorry, in grade nine, 11 and 12. So it's also fun to get to be working with him. Um, there's also other people who played at Sisler um, who are back. So like Carrie, Razel, um, Kiana sometimes mm-hmm. comes as well. So like, that's, I, I mean, even looking at the assistant coaches, you can see that you playing basketball at Sisler has had a big impact on us. And so mm-hmm. to get to be part of that and to get to start to have an impact on the next generation of basketball players that are coming out of the province um, is, is important to me, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I, there's, there's people who gave up their time and energy to help me become a better player. Um, and there's things that I learned about the game, but also things that I learned about just, you know, like being a good citizen, um, being a mm-hmm. member of a team, working towards a goal um, with different people, uh, a common goal with a, with a group of different people. Um, yeah, that was just hu- super impactful in my life. And I think it's, I think that's part, part of the journey is to, is to give back um, when you've gotten so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I, to- I totally know what you mean. It's, it's, and it feels good to do so. Like, you're just like, this is what I should be doing. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's, it's interesting. And you mentioned like Mike, Mike tanny has been there for like, it's crazy to think that he's, you've coached you. Cause like, he's really putting some time there. He's been around for a long time now. Um, but it's interesting, you know, that those people take their time to give and then they, and to you, and then now to put yourself in that position, it just totally makes sense. Right. Like you, you can, you understand that, that pathway and you understand what the kids need because you were that kid. So it's totally makes sense. So I want to kind of, kind of start there. So I want to go back and we talked about mentoring. We talked about Mike, Mike Tan coaching you. Um, so I did some additional research for this podcast okay. outside of the, the generic stuff, um, because I think, you know, this, um, listeners that don't like know who Kevin Yabo is. Kevin's your brother, one, um, yeah. one of your, one of your siblings. And I, he, we're about the same age. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and Kevin, uh, w- when he was in high school, his team and my team were rivals and we play in the final four of provincials and, and we, my team lost and he, and, uh, he sent us home. Um, Oof. but yeah, it hurt. It hurt. It really hurt. Yeah. I still, it still hurt even after all these years. But anyways, I asked him like, you know, you got to tell me something about your sister, like something that like no one else would know, like in the basketball community. So, Again, it's nothing embarrassing. Don't worry. Okay. But what he did, he would embarrass me. He's the type to do it. So, (laughs) but what he what he told me was that when you were young, you played basketball with another Manitoba basketball player who's currently playing professionally, and he told me that without question, when you guys played on the same team, that you were better than him. Is that true? And who is the basketball player that he was talking about? Is he talking about Jared? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, yeah, yes, he is. <laughs> and he said, "That's what Kevin said." Without question, I was better than Jared. <laughs> Kevin said that when when both of you played to get co-ed basketball together, that you were yeah. by far the better player. Is that true? <laughs> I, I mean, listen. I how? Wait, so this is what I'll say. We played together uh, on the Maples Community Center team uh, yeah. when he was eight years old and I was nine years old. That was my first basketball team that I played on, by the way, um, when I was nine for the Winnipeg Minor Basketball Association, Maples. I'll never forget. I was number 33. Our jerseys were black on one side and orange on the other side. And I loved it because it was like Halloween (laughs) colors. I'm like, yeah, we're Maples. You should be scared of us. This and that. (laughs) Um, uh, Was I better than Jared? I mean... I don't know. That, that's, 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 what, that's, what, that's what I'll say. Well, when, when I interview Jared, I will ask him the same question. I'm like, listen, do you remember this? Because uh, that's what's going around right now. <laughs> so you said that was your, remembers. yeah, exactly. Was that, was it, so that was your first time playing on a team? Yes. Yeah. That was my first time playing on a team. Yeah. Co-ed. Um, yeah. We were eight, nine years old. I think there was nine players on the team, seven boys and only two girls. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was, I mean, it was, it was good to, to, to get to, to mix it up with, with boys that young and, you know, kind of already start to hold your own. And that's probably the big, I mean, I, I, w- I was never afraid of getting on the floor with boys and I, mm-hmm. that could, that could be part of the reason why. I mean, another part of the reason why is probably because Kevin is my older brother. <laughs> I was going to ask you. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah. And Stephen, well, Stephen Tacky is my older cousin as well. Yep, and so, yeah. Yeah, those are those are I mean, you might be asking this later, but those are two of my pretty big influences when it comes to to my basketball, I guess, career. Um, But yeah. So did they did they start playing like was it because Kevin was playing? You're like, I want to play. Or was he like, hey, Debbie, here's a ball like we're playing. 
I guess maybe both of those things. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basketball's kind of always been in my life. Um, yeah, be, because of Kevin, be, because of uh, Steven. I mean, Bernard Cancam, who also coaches and I think coached provincial team a couple years ago. Um, mm. He's my older cousin as well. A bunch of my other older cousins played. It's kind of just always been around. And, and I can't, I don't, I don't even really remember a time where I didn't like basketball and then decided I was going to like it. I just, it's kind of just always been a thing. Wow. <laughs> what What's the uh, age difference between you and Kevin? Almost eight years. So seven years yeah. and 10 months. Okay. So that makes, that makes perfect sense. How you like, it's yeah, that's like a perfect gap for you to be like a younger sister because he's probably playing already. And then yeah. you're, yeah, yeah. That totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. so I have to ask, so like, as you got older now, we're jumping way ahead here, but I just, this is just, I have so many questions knowing <laughs> Kevin, like when you, started getting like you're an adult now like you're you know you're good enough to like play like one that's one thing when you're a kid and he's older okay fine but it was did he like like challenge you did he talk smack like were you guys having shooting contests or competitive <laughs> against each other or or any of your other siblings again like i don't know like what was that mm-hmm. like because i mean there must have had to have been some of that some of that like i want to beat this guy at something when you were young and growing up yeah i i mean he is a lot older than me um mm-hmm. But there, there were definitely times where we we played. He never took it easy on me uh, either. So like, yeah, there, there'd be times. I mean, sometimes we go to the we'd go to the Y and he, we'd like run drills. So he'd like, or you know, he'd he'd give me different things I can do in the in the basement. So I used to dribble a lot in our basement, and he'd be like, okay, you can work on you could doing figure eights or do this many behind the backs or whatever it is like that. But every now and then, um, we would play, and like he would just destroy me. Um, which, you know, it maybe kept me humble. <laughs> so maybe, maybe I almost thank you. But what I will say about playing one-on-one with Kevin is that the last time we played, um, I beat him and we have never played again since it was years and years ago. Now when he was living in Toronto, um, this was while I was on Germany. So maybe like 2014, um, he definitely had a hurt ankle. But uh, we we went and like just played on an outdoor court um, in, in Toronto. I, I was there visiting him um, and I won. And I bet if you asked him, he would contest it. But that's the truth. The last time Debbie Yeboah played basketball against Kevin Yeboah, Debbie Yeboah was victorious. <laughs> that's all that matters. There's no, the injuries don't count. If he stepped on the court, that's his fault. You know what I mean? He should have exactly. just waited or whatever, man. That's that's just the way it goes. <laughs> So, okay. So like, again, like you said, Steven introduced you, like, obviously, you know, Kevin was a super huge influence. Now, were there other people like early on, you must have had some coaches. I mean, you started out playing community club. Uh, after that, I'm sure you played more community club. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you got into the club system at all. Like who are some of those early, early mentors, coaches, or, or even other players that you looked up to? Yeah. Um, so I, I did get into playing community club. I, I played for a team called the Winnipeg Selects mm-hmm, when I was mm-hmm. 11 years old. Um, so this, this was early club teams when they're like, really, I think that was the only one around that time. Um, I and, and I guess one of my early coaches uh, and, and one that I owe a lot to was a man named Brad Nance. Um, he was the coach of the I think it was the 12 year old girls Winnipeg selects team. And he saw me playing at uh, some, like it was a three on three tournament that was happening at the university of Winnipeg that I was just playing on with a couple of girls that I had from my Winnipeg minor basketball association team. Um, And Brad saw me playing. I played against his daughter um, in that three on three tournament. He saw me playing. And then he talked to me after and said, I'm coaching uh, this team. I think you should come try out. Uh, It's a great, it's a, it's an, a, 12 year old it's a team for 12 year old girls i know you're 11 but i still think you should come and try out um so Mm -hmm. i went i tried out and i played for the winnipeg selects and i think that 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 was a team that you know we we traveled we did tournaments in in the states and things like that and that was the first time that i was on a team that you know that you had to try out for um that Mm -hmm. they made cuts for uh that we got to take trips with um i think where basketball started really being serious for me um yeah and it's because Brad saw me in in a gym and um and asked me to to try out. He also <laughs> drove me to practices a lot. Um and Amy Amy Ogden played on that team too actually when she was 12. Um so I know her from back in the day as well. And then that team stayed together. We became the Manitoba Blaze. Uh we played mm. together for a long 
for a long time. Um, but it was through that I got introduced to provincial team um, and things like that. And I think that's, you know, kind of what really, really started my career off in a, in a competitive, serious kind of manner. Um, and mm-hmm. Kevin actually assistant coached with the, the Winnipeg Selects or the Manitoba Blaze um, when I was younger as well. So okay, he, okay. he was he was still still around picking on me in practices. <laughs> I'm sure he was talking smack. Um, so, so you, so you had some of these, so, I mean, like if we kind of just fast forward, you're coaching now you've done athletes in action and, and again, and you only went up to your club coaches. I know you had provincial team coaches, you've had, uh, mm-hmm. university coaches, high school coaches, you mentioned Mike Tan. Are there some, yeah. um, messages or philosophies or things that like that stuck with you? And it could just be like a compilation of all of it, but you know, I want to jump forward just a bit and say like things that stuck with you um, that you still try to like pass on. It could be a single message. It could be just a mentality. It could be anything. I don't know. Like there's, there's always things that like things that stay in your head from coaches. Right. And then you kind of like, if they're really good, they kind of, they make it all the way through and then you pass them on. So are there, are there any things that come to mind? Jeez. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of things. And so I'm going to try, I'll, I'll say a few, um, the first year I played on the provincial team, um, Tanny McKay was the coach. Uh, and I remember we were doing this drill that the way the provincial team worked then is that they picked 40 girls and made four different teams of 10. And then they picked 12 girls from those 40 mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to go to, um, to go to nationals. Um, so this was at the beginning when I was on one of this, these teams of 10 and we did this drill well, where I think it was like some sort of one-on-one drill. And, and if you were on offense and you scored, you stayed. And if you didn't, anyways, I did, I did well in the drill. And I remember I was, I guess being a jerk about it. Like I was celebrating in a way that, you know, I, and I was a kid, right. I was younger than a yeah. lot of the kids there. Um, but I was having, I was not being a respectful teammate. And I don't even know if she remembers saying this to me, but she said, you want to be the kind of person that people respect, not only as a player, but as a, as a person. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It like maybe in the moment it didn't, I don't know. I, I think in the moment it impacted me, but it's also mm-hmm. something that I, I thought about a lot um, growing up. And I think it, it impacted the way, I mean, I'm still very competitive, but um, I mean, I, I, I try not to be a jerk. <laughs> I, I, I try to be the kind of, I try to be the kind of player that, yeah, you know that people that people also respect as a person um, mm-hmm. off of the court. So that's that's something um, that stuck with me. Another thing um, from when I was playing provincial team is something that um, Coach Mark said to me, or not to me, but to the team. We were just having a really rough practice. Um, we were doing a really hard drill. I don't even remember what the drill was, but he said, um, "Tears in the dojo lead to victory on the battlefield." <laughs> um, <laughs> And I, yeah, I mean, that's just something that I think about a lot too, right? You, you work really hard on practice so that you can be victorious when, mm-hmm. when you, when you get to game time. Um, and I think that's something that's important for, for anything, right? Not just for basketball. Like sometimes you're going to be doing things that you don't want to be doing, but yeah, tears, tears in the dojo lead to victory in the battlefield. Um, like that one. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> one that stuck with me. Um, I, I feel like there was a third one that but i but it's it's escaped me so if it comes back to me it comes, if it comes back just just, it, just take i yeah, remember and, then just know, yeah. and those are just a couple of phrases i mean there's just i mean there's just there's just tons of things i've learned about work ethic about my abilities even just you know being pushed past your limits and just realizing that you can really do more than you think you can do. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 a huge lesson that i've learned from basketball right like when you when you think you're out I mean, you're not right. And that's mm. a, that's a pretty amazing thing to learn about yourself and, and a thing that I've been able to apply in, in other areas of my life. Not, not even when it just comes to being physically fatigued, but when it comes to being mentally fatigued or, or stressed or just, mm. just knowing that your limits are not what you think that they are. And you can do more than you think you can do. Um, mm. It's a huge, huge lesson. I remember the third one. So I'm going to say it. The last, the last <laughs> one uh, is from my coach, uh, 
Jamie, and I'm forgetting her last name now, but she also coached me for provincial team. Um, she actually taught us a lot about teamwork and working together and, and, and just, you know, being there for your teammates. But she also was very, very strict about respecting the facility that you play in. Oh. So there was there was one game where we just left a bunch of water bottles like <laughs> there and, you know, spills and all of this stuff. And she got so mad at us. Um, and she just she gave us a like a lecture basically about how it's a privilege to be able to play in the gyms that we play in. Um, you should leave the a gym in a better condition than the condition you found it in. It's very important to respect the facility that you play in. Um, mm. And, and that's something that I, that I really took to heart. And if you ask any kids who have been to athletes in action camps with me, um, they know that I'm really strict about that too. So, so when people leave garbage laying around, um, <laughs> there's, there's definitely consequences. So <laughs> if, if you talk to any kids I've coached with at AIA, they'll, they'll tell you that, that Debbie made them do pushups. <laughs> oh, wow. You were, you were giving them like, Hey, you do pushups. It wasn't just like, Hey, clean the gym. No, no, no. Oh no. Clean yeah. The, clean the gym plus pushups. <laughs> you do five pushups for every piece of garbage I find. And then I leave the garbage there and somebody has to pick it up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So I, I, I always ask, I love that question because um, there's probably been so many messages you've received and like mm -hmm. some of it, you, it's just, you know, it's, it just becomes uh, like you're around it so much that like, it just becomes who you are. You don't even think about like something you can say, but then there's things like this where you actually were like able to say, Oh, I remember this phrase. or I remember this yeah. specific thing. It's always, it's always an interesting question because it just, the answers you get just are, they vary so much from person to person. So, yeah, um, yeah it's interesting. So, okay. So, you know, fast forward uh, in your playing career, I mean, you went to community club, talked about some of the club, the club teams you played on. Um, you, you know, as I mentioned in the intro, you had an amazing career at Sisler, right? All these accolades, all this great stuff. But again, and this is coming from your brother. <laughs> okay, what did so, he, he so, so, so Kevin, if you're listening, um, these are, you know, Hey, the, the question, some of these questions got through, he told me other stuff. I'm like, this isn't, uh, this isn't appropriate for the podcast. This is like personal <laughs> stuff, you know, nothing inappropriate, but I'm like, has nothing, I was like, that's nothing to do with basketball. I don't know why okay. I would talk about that, but okay. well, not inappropriate in that regard. Just not appropriate for the podcast. Did but, he tell you when I colored on a space jam poster? No. That what this <laughs> <laughs> I was a kid. Kevin. <laughs> I wish he did because I would have brought that up. <laughs> were you mad at him, or was this? It was this just like a, you're a little. You were like five years old. <laughs> I don't remember it. I was I was a literal baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, he probably, he he's remembers obviously forgiving you. He's forgiving yeah. you. I'm sure because he would have said, "Hey, ask her about this." Yeah. <laughs> but I was just saying, so, so Sisler, great career. But like Kevin said, he said he said, "Ask her why why she didn't go to uh, Maples or Garden City like her her, her siblings." So why'd you choose Sisler? Why'd you end up there? <laughs> and, 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 I, and I will say this, hold on before you answer, okay. I will say, because again, if it was like, you know, you had choice catchment, whatever, I don't know what the reasons you're going to tell us, but Kevin, you know, you, I, you know, you're listening, you transferred in the middle of your high school career to Calvin. Okay. So anyways, I had to just say that ahead of time. Cause if you're saying it was, you know, now you can feel free to tell us. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Jeez. I, even, I, I forget about this. Topic. Yeah. I, I, I went to Sisler because it's a good school. Um, and that I was, I was, I was advised that Sisler would be the, the best place to go to, um, to, to give myself the most options when it, when it came to, to basketball, like to, to get, to become the best player. Yep. That would be the best school to go to out of the, out of the schools that were in the area really is, mm -hmm. is what it came down to. Also Sisler um, was in McLean's magazine as one of the, one of the best schools in Canada around that time Boy. too. And so, yeah, it just, it just really seemed like the best option. Um, they have a really good sports program there. Um, it's mm -hmm. a really good school and a better sports program than Maples and GC had <laughs> at that time. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that's why I went. It wasn't, it wasn't, no knocks to Maples or GC. I just just knew that Sisler was good. Yeah. No. And again, and and, and I think I, I mean that's that's always been. Uh, I mean, again, I don't know how it was way way back when. Um, I know in in my time and up until recently, they actually put rules in for transferring and like choosing schools and stuff like that, and and when you have to go in. But I think that's it's important, right? I mean, there's going to be different reasons why people pick different schools. Like some schools have have great uh, productions, right? When it comes to like, uh, you know, whether it be acting and music and stuff, music yeah. and stuff like that. And, and I think 
people should be able to, to make those choices because we're sitting here and I, and I would bet that you would tell me like, Hey, basketball has been integral in, in my, uh, not only success, but, but just like your enjoyment as a human being, right? Like yeah. the things that you've experienced. And, and yeah. so like being able to, to make those choices, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now I'm guessing that you went early on anyways, right? Cause this probably starts in like ninth grade. So yeah, it starts in ninth grade. Yeah. I went to yeah. ninth so, grade. So I didn't yeah. transfer from any of those schools. Exactly. I just, out of middle school, that's where I went. <laughs> exactly. And that's yeah. why I was doing a little shot at your, at your brother, Calvin, because you know yeah. what, he's, yeah. he's transferring, but exactly. he could, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's probably why he wanted me to ask it. I don't know why. He's like, ask her, ask her why she chose that. Just go ahead, ask her. I was like, all right, cool. I'm like, I don't know if there was some other. I had to ask because I'm like, I don't know. There might be some other crazy reason why. Like, but yeah, no, and, and I mean, <laughs> and, and and like, I I don't even remember too many of the conversations around that. But but maybe Kevin, like, maybe he actually talked to me a lot about, hey. This is the yeah, place yeah. you're going to, you want to go to a school where you can get the best, yeah. the best opportunities. I'm this sure is why he I did. And so this is why you should go to Sizzler. And then I went. I'm, sh- I'm sure yeah. he did. Yeah. Like, I'm sure. Cause he was, you know, there, he's not going to give you bad information. He's probably going to help you. He wants you to succeed as well. Right. So, yeah. So, okay. So this is a perfect transition to the question. So we're not going to, we're not going to go through your entire Sizzler career or anything like that, but you know, we fast forward and you went to Victoria and, you know, as again, in the intro, you are one of the all-time great players to play at the University of Victoria. So the question is, Winnipeg, born and raised, you know, why'd you choose Victoria? You had uh-huh. lots of lots of schools recruiting you. You could have yeah. stayed home, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why'd you go to Victoria? I, uh, I thought a lot about staying home. I, why did I go to Victoria? <laughs> really, the, the, the main reason I went to Victoria is... Somebody, I, 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 it came to a point where I was deciding between going to the University of Winnipeg and going to Victoria. Um, I t- talked to a bunch of different people. I, I realized that it is easier to come home if you leave and don't like it, but it's harder to go if you stay and don't like it. Um, but, but really, uh, a, a teacher at, at Sisler was talking to me about it. And I was like, yeah, I'm struggling between this decision and this decision. And he said, you know what, just go with your gut. And uh, my gut told me to go to, to the University of Victoria. So that's where I went. Also, um, I don't know if you guys have been to Victoria. It is like really, <laughs> really gorgeous. Yes. Um, so I went out there on a recruiting trip and I was like, oh my goodness, this is a city I can live in. Yeah, um, yeah it was really great. And, and the coach there at the time, Brian Chang, um, he did an individual, like we did an individual workout together and he, he is just so technically sound. Um, like he, he made a few just minor changes to, to, to my shot, to, to the quickness of my steps when I get into my shot to, to, to help me be a bit more balanced when I'm coming off the of screens or when I'm coming off of cuts and making a catch. Um, and it was just, it was just like a simple thing, but it made a immediate and huge difference. And I was like, mm-hmm. I think this guy knows. He, know, he knows what he's talking about. I think he can help me be good. He can help mm-hmm. me be better at this. Um, so, yeah, I went with my gut. Um, I trusted Brian. I um, went on a recruiting trip and saw how gorgeous Victoria was. Uh, and so, and I figured if I really didn't like it, I could, home is always home. And I can always mm-hmm. come back. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when you decided and like telling your family and, and all that, like you said, okay, I'm going. And then do you remember that moment? Oh, I don't, I don't remember that moment specifically. Uh, huh. Yeah, I guess, I guess, it, I guess it would have been a big deal, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you don't remember it. You're yeah. like, oh, okay. How did I tell my parents? Yeah. Like, like, I, I guess the, the question is, when did you know, I guess, like, was it after you went on the visit, you did a worker, you're like, oh, I'm going here. Or do you have to go home first? And be like, okay, I have to think about this. No. Yeah. I had to, I went home first. I went on, I went on a couple of recruiting trips after, after my mm. trip to Victoria as well. Um, yeah. Talked to a lot of different people, asked a lot of questions. Um, maybe it wasn't, yeah, like maybe I don't remember a specific moment because I think that I was, I was talking to people a lot about these decisions as I was making them. Right. So, I mean, by the time I knew people probably realized as well, like that, this is, you know, this is where I'm leaning. This is where I'm leaning. Okay. I'm going to commit. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't, it, there, there was no, um, okay, everybody gather around. It's time <laughs> yeah, for the yeah, decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no decision. Yeah, there was nothing like that. <laughs> but, but so then what other schools, uh, obviously you mentioned that you you would have had you not gone to Victoria, potentially gone to Winnipeg, but were there, what other schools were recruiting you? Do you remember? And what other yeah. visits did you go on? Yeah, I went, 
So my first visit visit was actually to um, Royal Military College, RMC, yeah. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in Ontario. Um, and even though I was pretty sure I, I wasn't going to go there, um, I think it it did help me realize that maybe I wanted to go away for school. Um, mm. So it, it was cool, like seeing, you know, like the hall where they get their meals and like learning about what their day to day is like, seeing the seeing the res rooms and things like that. I was like, oh, it might be it might be all right to be away. Um, but I went on the recruiting trip because, uh, yeah, my brother actually told me, like, listen, there's not too many times in your life where you get recruited. <laughs> um, this might be the only time. So. So take advantage of it, enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I went there. Um, I also uh, I did a recruiting trip at Vic. I did a recruiting trip um, to the University of Regina. Uh, I was recruited by U of M and U of W and, and Brandon University. Um, I spoke to a coach at Fraser Valley and then a couple other coaches at at some colleges. So, what was it like coming home to play games? Like when you come come back to play at Manitoba at Winnipeg, yeah. those must have been special games. Yeah. What was it like? I like yeah. yeah. Like what, how did you feel? Like you know, obviously you're coming home, family's there, but like, yeah. like you're fired up for those games. Obviously. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was hype. <laughs> That's the coming home was. I I loved it. So my first year. At UVic, I actually didn't get to come back to Winnipeg, but we had games in Brandon. Um, and a bunch of my extended family drove out to Brandon. Um, and just my my family here is big. <laughs> um, there's there's a <laughs> lot of us, and we're are a, a group of loud people. Like you you you'll notice us when we're around. So the games were always exciting because there was lots of people there making a lot of noise. Um, and and coming home. Yeah, I mean, it always made me feel really loved, you know, to and 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 supported, uh, because 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 my family was there. So they came out to Brandon, and then every year after that, we played in Winnipeg, either against the University of Winnipeg or the University of Manitoba. And um, yeah, same thing. They came out to all the games. I mean, I, I didn't particularly feel like I had something to prove when I played against Winnipeg, but I mean, it's a basketball game, so I want to win. Um, I want to mm. show that I'm. I'm better at basketball than the people I'm playing against. So, <laughs> so I mean, the, the the games were, yeah, and 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 because I would know some of the girls. I was like going to say the the games are a little bit. I guess I guess they're a little bit more intense that way. Is that like, yeah, I yeah, I remember you from yeah, like I know yeah, I know you, yeah. and then you know we're we're playing again. So yeah. yeah, I guess there's a little bit more of something to prove. But but what I remember most about coming home is is just um, it's just my family coming out and um coming out to watch the games and, and making a lot of noise. Also, my my parents would also um, in, have the team over for, for lunch. Nice. Um, so the my teammates would get to meet my my parents. Sometimes uh, one of my aunties would be over. Um, they'd get to try some Ganyan food. So they'd have some, you know, jollof rice and maybe some plantains and some chicken, some kebabs. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but they'd get to see kind of what yeah, they they get to learn a little bit more about me, and they get to see a bit of of where I'm from. So that was mm-hmm. that was always exciting to get to share that with my team. Yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. I mean, because like, there's you know, we've had we've had good players um, come out of Manitoba, and some of them like yourself don't stay; they go elsewhere and they come back. And I mean, you know, I've been just on the men's side. Like, I remember guys having like you know, they're they're not revenge games because they, it's not like they play there, but they just they feel like it's a big thing when you come back and like you're playing the home team, because the other thing is when you were young, like I'm sure you, you know, like you knew about the Westman, you're watching games. Um, like you said, you know, players in the team, Tanya coached you. Yeah. So there's, you know, like it's, you've played in that gym how many times yeah. as a youth. Right. So it's like, it's, it's like you're playing kind of a home game, but yeah, it's, it's a, weird, it just must've been a weird dynamic all around yeah. though. Just, yeah. But it did feel kind of like a home game. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, there's, like I'm supported here, right? Like yeah, I get that this yeah, isn't yeah. my gym, but like a little bit, a little bit, yeah. it's my gym. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have to ask you, like, you know, I'm, I'm doing the your your bio, doing the research. President's Cup mm-hmm. is that a, a what is it? Fancy word for Athlete of the Year, or is it something more than that? Um, it's it's awarded to the the student athlete who best combines athletic achievement with um academic excellence i think is the, the wording Got that it. they use um Got yeah it. and and i mean i i really i loved 
playing at UVic. Uh, that award I I won. I, w- I was co-awarded it. Somebody else, uh, a rugby player, also was given it at that time as well. But it's the last award that they gave out. They gave out at the banquet. Um, so it was mm-hmm. my last banquet. Uh, the last award. Um, yeah. And so it it was it was really special. Um, and yeah, and yeah. I mean, school was also really important to me. I, I mm-hmm. and so so to be to be recognized for those things and. Yeah, at the banquet in my last year was yeah was was special. No kidding. Yeah, I figured it was something like that. Like, but uh, you know, it's it's an interesting award. I don't know that all schools have that that award where it combines. Um, the, you know, I, again, I've never heard of it specifically. Obviously, not the Presidents Cup, but their own version of it, where it combines the someone who's uh, have I guess exceeding in both both academics and athletics. So, you know, they, they, they honor people who are academic all Canadians typically, or they'll yeah. honor someone who is an athlete. Um, but uh, it's an interesting award and obviously something to be super proud of. Cause I know, I know we talked just very briefly um, in your introduction. I'm sorry, we didn't talk about, but I, I kind of highlighted that, that, you know, you were an academic all Canadian. I think it was, was it four out of the five years? Yeah. Every year, but my yeah. first, that, yeah. that first year will shock you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it that bad? No, no. It was. It was actually. It's actually fine. And you know, speaking of phrases that like you you remember, um, when I was in my second year of university, one of my French teachers said, "The amount of work, the extra work that you have to put in to go from getting B's to getting A's, is like not that much work." Like the, you do have to put in more work, but it's not like that that much work to, mm-hmm. to go from getting B's to getting A's. And I was like. Hmm. And so I put in a little bit more work. Um, and, uh, yeah, like she said it like in passing, uh, and You're it changed like, my life. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Wait, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I could yeah. put in a little bit. I could put in more work. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, my first my first year wasn't bad, but my but my years after that were were better. Yeah. Yeah. To say the least. To say the least. Yeah. Except so, for calculus, so, that was a struggle. Oh, my first year. Yeah. No. And then I oh, quit your first math. year. So, so it's, it, it didn't get better. Ma- math is not your, math's not your thing. It was in grade, really? in grade 12. Yeah. In, in, in grade 12, I like all through elementary school, middle school, high school, I was really, really good at math. Um, <laughs> what happened? Well, just the difference between calculus and pre-calculus, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like where it stopped being fun for me. I kind of feel yeah, like yeah. math in general is just, it stops being fun for people at different levels. Like mm. some people like in grade one, grade two, they hate it. Some people like in grade seven, grade eight, they hate it. Some people start hating in grade 10. And for me, it was first year university. And then math just leads people out <laughs> until there's like four people who are doing their PhD in it. So, <laughs> Makes <yeah>. sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, so just on the topic of education, um, mm. I remember reading, you did go back. Was it, you went to McGill, was it? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And so what, was that a master's? No, I, I went to law school. That was your, okay. So you, so what, what it was, you got a BA in, yes. and, so and what I, was that? In, in, um, philosophy and a minor in French. Okay. So and then you went to law school at, at, at McGill. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I played at UVic, um, graduated with a, um, a major in philosophy, a minor in, in French, um, played a couple of years overseas and then went back to school, um, at, at McGill university in 2016. Um, yeah. And went to law school there finished my schooling in December, 2019. Um, and now I'm working as a lawyer. That's awesome. So why, why law? What brought you to that? Like you had, you know, your philosophy French played some pro, yeah. which we're going to talk about a little bit, but I have to ask what, yeah. what's up with the law. What, <laughs> what, what attracts you to that? Uh, I, I, I think I was, I, I was always interested in law. Like when I was a kid, it was for the regular like kid reasons. Like I like arguing. So I want to <laughs> be a lawyer. Um, but I didn't really think about it too much. I, I went to university, started, I, I didn't really know what I, I didn't quite know what I wanted to do. Um, I ended up really liking philosophy. And um, so started taking more and more philosophy classes. I was like, great, this is what I'll major in. Um, the thing with philosophy, though, is that when you're taking philosophy, people will often say, oh, that's so great. So what do you uh, what do you plan to do with that? Um, yeah, <laughs> very fair question, but one that was difficult for me to answer. Um, and so I started saying, I, you know, what? I think I'm going to go to law school. It was something I was thinking about. And I started saying it because it was an answer where people like stopped asking me follow-up questions about my future. And so I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think I'm going to go to law school. Um, and then I, you know, as I was getting my degree, I realized that my grades were like good enough that if I want to go to law school, you know, I, I this is something that I really can do. Um, and then in my second year, 
when I was overseas in Germany, I was like, you know what, I'm going to write the LSAT, uh, the, the law school opportunity test, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, and, you know, if it goes well, then I'll apply to some law schools. Um, so that was that went well. So I was like, great, I'll apply to some law schools and we'll see what happens. And then I, <laughs> I got into some law schools. Um, yeah, so it was kind of like always a thing I wanted to do in the background, but just mm-hmm. became a real thing that I could do um, based on my based on my situation. And yeah. you know, so I, I put in some work and I made it happen. Nice. Nice. So you mentioned kind of you're playing overseas. I don't mm-hmm. want to talk about how you actually got over there. Cause a lot of people have questions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it's like, you know, okay. At the highest levels, like the high, high, highest levels, it's like, Oh, you get drafted. And like, people understand that. But when it comes to playing anywhere else, it's like, how do I even get there if I wanted to? So w- what was your journey like from like finishing at Victoria to now going to play in Germany, like agent? Why? Like, do you have an agent? Did you seek out an agent? Did someone come up to you? Can you talk about that? That process a little bit yeah yeah I, I will say that I um yeah I I was I was a, I was lucky um but <laughs> yeah basically 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 what happened to me I, I I knew that I wanted to keep playing um after university um I I was in my fifth year at the University of Victoria and um there's a, a woman who coaches in Germany in Würzburg. Uh, her name is Janet Fowler. Um, she used to play for the University of Victoria um, maybe like 25 years before I played. And she uh, graduated, you know, uh, went on, played basketball in Germany, fell in love, got married, had kids, started coaching. Um, and so then whenever she was looking for players to come out and play for her team, she would first go to, to BC schools. And so she reached out to my my coach and said, hey, we're looking for a a scoring point guard who was vocal and who could be a leader. Um, and our coach was like, Hey, I think I have somebody. Um, so I, I put together like a basketball resume, uh, which is essentially a resume of your basketball. So like your stats, um, what kind of awards you've won. Um, and this is that, and then put together some game tape. I sent that out to Janet. Um, and she said, yeah, uh, you should, you should come play for us. Here's a contract. So she sent me a contract. Um, and then I, I went out and, and played. Yeah. Um, I, I had, I had made plans to start talking to an agent, an agent that Tanya McKay actually put me in contact with, but ended up not ended up being signed um, without her. So, so I was lucky mm. that way. Um, mm-hmm, but one mm-hmm. thing I will say, one of my, one of my favorite quotes is um, I think it's often attributed to Thomas Jefferson, but I'm not sure if he's actually the guy who said it, but um, it's, I'm a big believer in good luck. And I believe that the harder you work, the more you have of it. Um, and I think that in a lot of ways, I think, I know that in a lot of ways I've been, I've been really lucky. Like people, a lot of people have been really kind. People have just seen me like Brad, my, my coach who before Winnipeg selects, he just saw me playing like, you know, and it changed my life. Um, the, this team in Germany needed somebody who was just like me at the time that I was graduating, right? That's, <laughs> that's lucky. But, but yeah, I, I find that, you know, when you, when you put in the, when you put in the work, um, yeah, then you, then you set yourself up to be able to take advantage of the opportunities that, that kind mm-hmm. of present themselves to you. And so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer in luck, but I believe that the the harder you work, the more you have of it. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yeah. You have to be ready to receive those opportunities, right? Yeah. You, the only way to do that is working hard and, and, uh, and being, being ready to receive them. So, so yeah. you're, you're there for two years. And yeah. so the question is, is like, you're applying to law schools, you did the LSAT, you're applying to law schools. If you didn't get into those schools, would have you continue to play? Oh, good question. Oh, geez. Maybe, maybe, mm, maybe not. I, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I think maybe not. I, I don't know exactly what I would have done. Um, yeah. Deciding to leave basketball is, it was, a, I don't know. It's it a strange thing. I, I often think about it as, I feel like basketball was my first love and like leaving, like retiring from basketball was like a, was like a breakup. Yeah. Like it was, it was like a, it was like a heartbreak in, in many ways. But I think that, when I stopped playing after my second year, I, um, yeah, I had just, I had just, I'd come to a point where I think that I had gone as far in the sport, maybe not that I could, but maybe that I was willing to put in the work to go. 
Mm. Um, which is, it was just difficult to say now. And it's something I think about a lot still, like, I don't know, should I have, should I have done more? Could, could I, mm. I mean, could I have done more? I, I, I mean, the answer always seems to be, yeah, of course, but, but, but should I have, and mm. I don't know, maybe if I didn't get into law school, I would have got back into, got back into a gym and, and, uh, gone, gone back to the sport, but I don't know, maybe not, maybe I would have gone back to school and become a teacher or I don't know, picked up a career doing something else. Like who, yeah, who, yeah. who knows? Um, but I didn't, I didn't only stop playing basketball because I had gone into law school. I, I, I stopped because I think I had just come to a point where yeah, I was trying to figure out how to make decisions about my future and what would be best for me. And, you know, playing overseas is as fun as it is. It's, it's maybe not the most sustainable um, mm. career. It is year to year. And, and the, the longer that you stay away, I think the harder it is to reintegrate yourself back um, mm you know, into, into life as a, as a normal, non, non-competitive <laughs> athlete person. Um, just a normal citizen. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I, I think I was just, yeah, trying to make, uh, make the best decisions for myself in that mm-hmm. respect. Also, when I went to Germany, I told my mom I was only going for a year and um, she already wasn't super happy that I was going to be super far away for that long. Um, and then I went back for a second year. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> I mean, it's too bad for her because when I came back home, I ended up leaving again for law school. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that it it for a number of reasons it just mm. uh, it was time for me to um, to hang up the shoes, so to speak, and uh, and move on to the to the next stage. So you know, I'm I'm watching you say that, and I'm seeing this body language coming from you that you're like you're there's a lot of contemplation going on right now, and and and. <laughs> You know, like I, I just have to bring this up because this is not um, anyone who's anyone who um, was is, was a, any athlete, but I'll just speak for basketball players, obviously. And you're so invested in the sport, and it must be hard because a lot of people don't get the opportunity to make the decision. Like it's just like you don't get to play anywhere anymore, and yeah. you had to kind of sit down and say, like, okay, like I actually have to make the best decision for what's what what's going to be like in five years, ten years, fifteen years. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it seems like, you know, obviously at the, at that point, you still like loved basketball, like you had mentioned kind of like almost like a breakup. Um, and, uh, but it sounds, but oddly enough, in most cases, you know, people are on the other end of it there. Someone's breaking up with them. It seems like you broke up with basketball, (laughs) (laughs) you know, cause you know what I'm saying? Like when you don't get to make the decision, like you just don't get to play anymore. You're like, oh, like I kind of feel a loss where you're like, you were like, you were the one who had to make the decision, you know? And there's a certain like you know, the body language I was reading, like, you're kind of like doing a lot of like, you know, like, oh man, like, I don't, like, I know it was, it was the right thing, but like, did I really want to do it? I still kind of feel this way about it. It was like, you, yeah. you feel very conflicted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, you know? it, it was, yeah, it was tough. And, and, you know, one, one thing I'll say too, is that I was playing in the, in, in the second division in Germany and um, yeah, like what, what I wanted to do is I talked to a couple of agents and I was hoping that I could move up um, mm-hmm. and, and that really wasn't coming together. And that, and that's something that I'll say too, is that it's, like it, it's hard <laughs> overseas, you know, you're, you're trying to communicate with people where you don't always speak the language. Sometimes mm-hmm. things fall through. There's just, there's, there's just not a position for you. Like, right. Sometimes they, you know, they only have a couple foreign spots and they, they want to mm-hmm. give it to a bigs because, you know, they can find somebody else who's five, six, who's maybe not as good, but they just will not be able to find somebody else who's six, two. So, yeah. you know, they want to, there, there's these things like that. Um, and there's tons of really great players who, didn't have the opportunity to, to go overseas. But I think for me, what it came down to was just like, if, if I wasn't going to be moving, moving up, like, did I want to play again um, mm-hmm. for the same team in the same division? And I, and I loved it out in Germany. I, you still have friends out there. I went back and visited in, in 2019 before the world shut down. Um, <laughs> I, and I loved it out there, but I just, I was just thinking that, you know, a third year here, like, is this, mm-hmm. Is it, is it worth it to play another year here and wait another year before I can try again? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, or should I, should I, should I move on to this next, to the next <laughs> yeah. thing and put myself in a position to, yeah, be a contributing member of society yeah. when, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, when I come back? <laughs> um, yeah. And so, yeah, I guess, I guess in a sense I did break up with basketball. It didn't, it didn't break up with me. Uh, but it, but in the same way, it's still, I mean, it's still tough. Cause yeah. Yeah, it's not even that I loved basketball. I love basketball. The sport really has my heart, um, and so yeah, it was it was hard to say goodbye as a as a player. 
Hmm. But I mean, that's, and I think that's when we started the conversation, we're talking about coaching and that's why, you know, in hearing, you know, we heard what you just said now and we rewound uh, and said, okay, well, you know, it makes sense. Like you can make those connections. Like, okay, this is why it's so important for you now to sit here and be mentoring uh, these young basketball players. Right. Because you yeah. understand and you have a love for the game. Like it's still yeah. there. And, and, yeah. and, and it's, and it, and it makes it easy and it makes it fun and it makes it something that makes you feel good too. Right. Because you still love the game. You see kids who love the game and, and it's like, there's this, this thing going on. I, I know exactly how you feel. So it's yeah. like, it's like, you know, this, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's an awesome feeling. It's yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes you forget, like, I, I mean, I, I wasn't coaching because of, because of COVID. Right. So it had been a while. And when I got back into the gym, right. And you have a ball in your hands and you're, you know, you're teaching something and you, it's just like, Oh my mm-hmm. goodness, I forgot how much I love this. Like, this is so yep. exciting. Right. Like these, yep. uh, they're going to learn something like, Oh yep. man, somebody's cheating the screen. You could, you could fade. Like, <laughs> now that's something you know, like, Oh, you didn't know that before, yeah. but now you know that. And yep. people are going to have a harder time guarding you because of this. Yep. And that's so exciting. Like, you know, yep. Well, yeah, see, that's the thing. That's the one thing that I always enjoy too in coaching and teaching people stuff is, well, not only in, especially with basketball, these people, like people you're coaching typically are very keen to learn stuff, right? They're like, they're excited and they love being there. That's one part of it. The other part is exactly what you said. It's like the progression, like you see them learn something and then they're happy and you see a certain like confidence that they develop from it. And then you're like, you're like, yeah, like, you know, you feel good for them. It's like, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a real feeling. Like I actually get like, like, like physical feeling from like, it's like, yes, like you feel so good about it. So yeah, totally know how you feel. Totally know yeah, how you feel. Absolutely. Um, so we're, we're, we have a couple more questions here. We're going to wrap up right away, but um, these ones are, uh, I'm going to ask you one where you're going to have to dig into your, into your memory banks and come okay. up with, with a moment. And then the other ones are going to kind of just be some advice. Um, so first question is your most memorable or memorable moments, like one or many, uh, Memorable basketball moments. They can be from anywhere, high school, college, pro, whatever, <laughs> community club. <Yeah. laughs> Something that stands out. And it can be more than one, too. Okay. I, yeah, my most memorable basketball moments. I, I think that for me, the moments that I remember the most are like, they're not necessarily the ones that you, you get awards for, but it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's recognized, like it's, it's when people, it's when you can see that people are like, oh, wow, there is nothing we can do about this girl. On the <laughs> so like, I, I, I remember I was grade 11 and we had a game against Glen Lawn and um, I, I guess I'd been scoring a lot and I got the ball and the coach for Glen Lawn was, <laughs> he was yelling from the sideline. He said, I don't care what happens. Do not let Debbie score. Debbie does not <laughs> score. Um, and I like, I don't know, I did something and I like hit a little jumper in the middle of the key and he just like threw down his board. And I just, I don't know. I like, like that moment where you knew that everybody's goal was for you specifically not to score, but you were still able, like still able to score like that, yeah. that for me, that for me is fun. Like I, I mm-hmm. like, in basketball, I, I love beating. I love beating the odds. So that's why, th- like, three on two continuous is one of my favorite drills because I love when you you're not supposed to get a stop. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they have more yeah. people than you, but you get one. Like I, like that kind of thing. Um, that kind of thing, that kind of thing is fun. So that's that's just like a, a random time that probably like nobody else remembers, um, but that that I'll I remember forever. Um, it's interesting. Another, yeah, no, I think I, I totally know what you're yeah. talking about, though. Like, and I, because I'm, I'm remembering watching you play now because, like, the more you're talking, obviously, you say Glenlon. I know the coaches. I probably wasn't at this game, but um, I could. I'm. I forgot for a second how you were when you played. So, anyways, continue. <laughs> it was coming back to me because I'm like having like actual. Vision. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, yes. i anyone who knows me knows that I'm, I'm, I'm very yes. competitive. Um, yes. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I want, I want the person guarding me to, to know that I, not just to know that I scored on them this time, but to leave <laughs> believing that I will always forever be able to score on them anytime we ever play again. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, a little bit further than winning in this moment, like into, I want you to know that I could win in any moment ever. <laughs> kind, of, kind of thing. <laughs> um, an, uh, another big basketball uh, moment for me 
memory for me was um, when I was playing for UVic. Um, it was, I was in my second year uh, and we were playing against Simon Fraser. This is when they were still in the CIS. They, mm-hmm. they ended up moving and, and playing in the, the NCAA um, after this year, actually, after mm-hmm. my second year. Um, but they had been on a 55 game winning streak. No um, way. Yeah. So they, they hadn't lost in a really, really long time, uh, but they, they came we had games against them at the University of Victoria um, and we were in a close game uh, the, the whole time. Um, it was tied. I want to say it was tied at 61. Um, I don't know exactly what the play we were supposed to run was, but uh, the ball got into my hands um, and I, yeah, there was a few, there's a few seconds left. I still remember I, it was an in-out crossover to a jumper at the, at the, around the elbow. Um, and I hit it, the, the game winner. Um, they had like two seconds left and didn't score. Um, but I, I hit the game winner against Simon Fraser to, uh, to break streak. a 55 game winning streak. Um, wow. yeah, which was really, really exciting for me. <laughs> and, and part of the reason I remember it so much is because our athletic director, Clint Hamilton, um, he, he was also a basketball player, so he's always loved the basketball teams, but um, I hadn't talked to him too much before then, um, but he, he saw me after the game and he gave me a hug. Um, he was just so <laughs> excited that, you know, UVic had, had got this victory um, and Clinton and I are still, he's, he's great. He, he and I are still close and still talk, but it was just, it was exciting for me to get to be part of, of, of a moment um, that meant something not just to our team that year, but to like mm-hmm. the administration at, yeah. at, at UVic, you know? And um, yeah. And, and yeah, it was just, it was just, it was just really cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That, that's awesome. That's funny. I actually uh, got to work with Clint or for Clint work for with or for him uh, for the Olympic qualifying tournament in Victoria. So I was, I got to meet him and he, and he yes. mentioned you um, cause you know, he said, oh, I'm from Winnipeg and then he, he did mention you. So yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. He's, he's a good guy. And I could see exactly how, cause I, you know, how excited he, I could see exactly that. I can, yeah. I can envision it. Cause I, yeah, he's, he loves yeah. the game so much too. He, he does. <laughs> he loves the game. Yeah. He's, he's never, he wasn't, he wasn't like a super emotional guy though. Like, you yeah. know, so was it yeah. like, I didn't often see him excited. So it was, yeah. it was really, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, okay. So uh, you, and this could be something you said already in, in earlier on in the podcast, but what's the one thing that you learned through basketball that you apply to everyday life? Oh yeah. Oh, one thing. Um, well, it can be many. Like, I mean, okay, it doesn't, have, like, to be, it doesn't have to be one. It can be, you know, it's, it's. Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the biggest things I learned from basketball um, is, is just that, yeah, your, your limits are not what you think that they are uh, and that, and that you can do more than you think you can do. Um, yeah. So, you know, shout out to every coach who has pushed me, um, who's pushed anyone really. I, I, I just, yeah. When you have like one more, one more man maker, one more suicide to run, you know, when you, you dig deep. Um, yeah. I don't know. You just, you do it and it's hard but then it's done and you did it. And it's just like, it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just such a impactful thing to learn about yourself that, yeah, that your limits aren't what you think that you are and that you can do more than you think you can do. So that's probably one of the, that's, that's one of the biggest things that I learned from basketball that I think that I uh, apply to other areas of my life. But, but also there's just the, I, I mean, you, you, you learn a, a good work ethic, right? You learn how to work hard. You learn, um, you learn about delayed gratification. So you learn that, you know, like the work yeah. that you put in, you don't get to immediately see results when you, when you lift weights or when you, you put yeah. up whatever many hundred shots at the gym. Yeah. Um, but, but you know that you're working towards something and, and, and to get to learn that, I think in that you learn a lot of patience. Um, you, what else, what else did I learn? You learn how to work really well with people. And I think that that's, I think that that's something that's huge for anyone who's played on any team. Um, but yeah, you learn how to work with people from different backgrounds towards a common goal. Um, mm. Yeah, you learn about your limitations, but also your strengths and how you can use them um, to, to be part of a team that ends up being, you know, better than the sum of its parts. Um, so that, yeah, that, that's something that that's something that I learned from basketball. But I, I mean, I, I still, I still, I mean, I still use now. Uh, 
that is they'll come back to now. Um, and, and one more thing, uh, I, I don't know. You, you just learn that you can always improve. Like you, you, I guess I say you learn how to handle loss and you learn how to handle failure. Um, and I think that that's something that's really big that I learned from sports as well. I I'll just, I'll just say this quickly. When I, when I went to law school, um, after, after our midterm exams in my first year, um, it was really hard for some people um, because, you know, you, you go to law school, a lot of people are there because they have been the best student in their, mm. you know, like they're always smartest, always getting A's, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and then they come to law school and, you know, a lot of people are smart. Also, these exams are really hard. And so there's just, a, it's just like a hundred and whatever students who are getting their first C pluses. Like the first time I walked back in school after we got our grades back, you could just see that the energy, the energy, like the mood, like mm. people were hurt. Um, people were really like <laughs> dealing with their identity. Like, oh man, if I'm not getting straight A's, like, who am I? Like there was some real yeah. distress. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, I was better able to handle that transition because I had had that you know, coming out of high school and playing basketball at the University of Victoria, right? Because you come out of high school, you, you, you like, if you're playing basketball in university, you did well in high school, but you mm-hmm. go to university. Now you're with a bunch of girls who are, who all were the best um, mm-hmm. in their high schools, right? You, you, you go from scoring all the time to like maybe barely getting minutes. Um, but, you know, in that you learn that, okay, so right now this is where I'm at, but that doesn't need to be where I stay. Like I have the ability to get better at this. Um, and that's what happened with basketball, right? You, you put in the work, um, you talk to people, what do I need to do? I need to have a quick release of my jump shot. I need to uh, understand how to make reads off of whatever, whatever. I need to know where to make my pat. Like I, I need to be faster. I need to be stronger, whatever it is. And you put in the work and then, and then you're better. Um, and so when I went to law school and, you know, my, my, my first grades, the first grades I got back weren't bad, but they were, I mean, they weren't great. And so I think I was just better able to handle that transition. Like, okay, this is going to be hard, but that's okay. Because things have been hard before I've been able to, I've been able to overcome before. Um, what I need to do, I do those things and I'm going to be better at this. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that, that too is, is one of the, the the bigger lessons that I've learned for the sport. Yeah, the sport. yeah, absolutely. It's like it's like you you understand the process of things. Yeah, like much more, right? It's like there's a start and a finish, and that's kind of it's interesting because like you can. That's what I mean. That's why I love sport. I mean, I love sport so much. Obviously, basketball is you know my sport, but it teaches. It just really teaches you so much about. Yeah the way the, you know, people say that the microcosm of life, and it truly is, like you said, like you can take a single season and that can be like, even that you can even use that as a corollary to like a, a, a year of school. Right. And you go, okay. I started yeah. off tough and you can, and, or you can look at a big picture, small, it's just, it, it really, really does teach you so much. Um, uh, and so these lessons are important. And I mean, like the stuff you're saying is gold because it's, it's, it's so, so true. So the last question I have here, um, and I think you may have you may have answered this question uh, with with you know some of this, the stuff that you shared already. But now, if we get really specific here, and now we can almost imagine if you could give a message, and we'll we'll focus on um, you know the, the the people in Manitoba specifically. But you can give a message to every young player. You know those players. Think about when we were talking about you early on, um, community club, uh, club team high school, even you early in university, right? Frame provincial team, all that. You can give them a message. Uh, and this is someone who loves the game, someone like you, you know, but you want to just teach them something. You've been through the journey and now you want to pass that on. Uh, it can only be one though. It can't be like 10 different things. You got to pick one that's that's the most important to you. And you want to pass that message on because you think it's going to be the most efficient message to, to help these young people. What would that message be? You take your time, think about it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. It's a hard question. Um, I know, but it's... yeah, no, I think it's a, a good question and an important one. I, 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 I think I already know. Yeah. I know what I had to say. I, if I, if I could give one message to, to basketball players, I mean, to people, I guess. Um, but yeah, to, to people who, who want to be successful at the sport, I would say, in order to do things well, first you need love and then technique. Um, 
I can't take credit for that. That's a quote from Anthony Gaudi, who's a who's an architect and was an architect in, in Spain. But um, I think that so much of being good at a sport, like, I mean, I mean, it's important to be smart. It's important to have technique. It's important to know what you need to do, right? Like get your yeah. elbow under the ball when you shoot, be balanced. Um, yeah, you, you know, protect the ball when you, like whatever it is, mm. those, those things are important. Um, but so much of what separates good players from great players, I think is just passion. Just, they really love it. They just really, really care. Um, mm. And because their motivation comes from that, that caring, that love for the game, um, they will push themselves. You know, they, they will learn the technique. They will do the extra thing. Um, yeah, but I, I think it needs to be that first um, to do things well. First, you need love, and then technique. Mm. Interesting. I like that one. I like it. That's that's a that's a great way to end it. I mean, it's been it's been a great conversation. It has. Um, it has. No, it really has. This is uh, this is this has probably been m- one of my more uh, how do I say this animated conversations, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> but you see, the thing is, you bring that out in people, right? So, like, that's the Thanks. thing. Like, you, 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 you bring energy. So it's like, okay, you're like laughing and talking a bunch. So yeah. this is super fun. I enjoyed I'm myself excited. a lot. Yeah. We get to talk about <laughs> yeah. basketball. I love I this. Know. Game, you know? like, I know. This, is a, this is a good day. <laughs> I know. I know. You said it's a bunch awesome. of nice things about me too. Which is, you know, <laughs> I, feel, I feel good. <laughs> I got to hear your resume read to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's good times. Good yeah. Times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll we'll end it there. Um, appreciate you, and um, yeah, thanks. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please like, subscribe, follow, and share this series, and reach out to us with your comments on the show. Thanks again for joining us.